Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up? And uh, welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy DJ Billy A. Coming to you live from I own California, eh? and across the way from me is my, well, across the way in Sirius, California, eh? is my man, Fifty Grand, in front of his microphone stand. Tell him what's up, my friend. Okay. Not sure where we're going with this. But There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River. Rolling into Cleveland to the lake. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley. There's a red moon AKA rising Big Skis. On the AKA Jaboy. Not to be confused with Jadena. Yeah. <laughs> the rapper right. or your lunch, which is what you go on after you've been working for four hours. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking out the dad jokes right out the gate in the podcast. You, you ain't even pulling no punches, man. Yeah. Just swinging. Yeah. Swinging for the fences, going for the knockout blow, dude. <laughs> Crazy. You like Jadena? It depends on what I had for your lunch. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. There's a good Jadena is not like you're not pulling out like 50 Cent or Eminem. You're you're going for a, a, a rapper dig there that you know that's a, that's deep cuts. That's Let me ask good. you something. Have you ever do you hear a song and then a second you hear it, you're immediately transported somewhere? Oh, absolutely, of course. Let yeah, me drop one on you right before. now. Uh, we, I'm gonna yeah. drop this one. This one right here. Uh, this song right here. Okay, I'm ready. Know it? Uh, I'm trying to. It's it's tough coming through the phone, but I'm. It's not ringing a bell at the moment, but when the lyrics come in, I'm sure I'll know. When I was young, I knew everything. She a punk who rarely ever took advice. I'm not familiar with this. I got to be honest with you, man. Wow, that's 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 surprising. All right, all yeah. right, all right. Who, who is it? Well, sir, that uh, is uh, the verb pipe with the song Freshman. Oh, okay, okay. Some of that alt rock. Mm-hmm. Savage pulling out the dad jokes from the alt rock right out the gate. And what was the track you kicked it off with? The Red Moon. Hold on, well, I'll come back to that. Okay. I will come back to that. And then this song right here, this one really takes me to a place. Okay. And I feel like Mad Cyclone's going to feel this. Okay. Okay, yeah, I know this one for sure. What is it? What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us? Hey, this song, and I don't know how I ended up. I don't know how I ended up on that, 
on my like Spotify, it kicked over. To, you know, you just you're done listening to something, it kicks on a song, and it just kind of rabbit holes you. Yes. And uh, I don't know how I got on that, but the second I heard that, I was literally transported back to the late '90s, early 2000s, and Rockable on McHenry Avenue. Because that's just was one of the songs that was hot at that time. And rock. Wait, what's rock? What's rockable? Rock and bowl is like uh, Friday, Saturday nights. You go at like nine o'clock. You get a wristband. You can bowl unlimited for like three hours. Oh, rock and bowl. Oh, I got you now. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's cool. So kind of like we do, uh, or I'm sure a lot of places do it, not just us, but uh, here at the Gold Country Lanes, they do cosmic bowling where they, yeah, there you they go. shut the lights off and they put like the neon lights up and then they start playing like rock and roll and current hits and, and you bowl. So it's probably similar to that. Very it similar. It only happens late, late into the evening. Oh, but the late night. I took my kids out there. Uh, we did that a few times, man. We used to bowl a lot. I used to really like bowling. It's it's kind of similar to uh, Top Golf. It's a cheap way to get a few hours of entertainment in, but it's really fun. Agreed, sir. Anyway, as good anyway I just uh, it, uh, it it made me think of that, and and then uh, so I looked it up on my Spotify uh, list because I was trying to replay it and do something else, and then it was on there, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring it up right now. You dug deep into the uh, your alt rock bag, your '90s alt rock bag. You know, at that point. In my life, uh, especially with like that Verve pipe and one like that, when it came to the rock and roll stuff, uh, I was Mr. Hip Hop. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I was so entrenched and deep into the boom bat traditional classic hip hop. I even even like songs that aren't even really songs. I mean, they're songs, but they're not like songs. Meaning what? How do you mean that? They're songs, but they're not songs. What does that mean? Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. You know what that is? No, but why is that a song that's not a song? It's a song that was made for a movie. Matt Damon is singing it. It's in Eurotrip. Oh, it's called yes. Scotty Doesn't Know. Yes, I've seen. The, I've You know, I've never seen the movie, but I've come across that clip on YouTube several times of Matt Damon singing that song. This song goes yeah. out to the nastiest little sex freak I've ever known in my life, Fiona. <laughs> what movie is that? Eurotrip? Eurotrip. It is Eurotrip. Okay, yeah, I never saw that one, but I do remember now. I've seen that clip. That clip's more famous than the movie, I think. I can tell you this. Uh, it was one of the rare times where uh, it was an interesting time to be named Scott. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I could I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that. I bet you'd remember that song if it was Billy Doesn't Know. I might have. But as soon as you mentioned it's Matt Damon, I was like, oh, yep. All right. I've seen the clip probably. Never seen the movie. Probably seen that clip at least 30 times. Like, movies. Just movies. Matt- Movie's fun. It's funny. It, it's it, National Lampoons, right? I don't know if Euro Trip is a National Lampoons movie. I can look it up, but it's they just a fun that. movie. It's like you know, it's like any of those. They got comedies. into that like senior trip. They did, yeah, that. that. Yeah, so I don't know if they did Euro Trip, but anyway, the the alt rock stuff. Like when I did get into rock and roll, like because I was so entrenched in hip hop, pretty much all the rock I listened to either had fusions of like hip hop. You know, like I was into the like, yeah, Rage Against the Machine, 311, Limp Biscuit, like, you know, that that type of stuff. Like it had to either be like funky or hip hop or like reggae, like sublime, like it was all the fusion stuff. So like something like the Verve Pipe or of course, if God was one of us, that's just super famous. I, I know that song. Couldn't tell you the artist's name off the top of my head. Never heard the album, but uh, I know the song. Yeah. So right now, I, I'm wondering if right when you said that, if any of our listeners were like, oh, that's blank, because this is yeah. who sings it. The answer is Joan Osborne. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, you remember the, uh, well, I know you remember, I'm saying like, you're not going to remember. I know you're going to remember. Remember the Columbia house where you'd get 11 records for a penny and then you had to pay $30 for every album after that? Columbia house, BMG, absolutely. All those, all, they're all the same, but you, you'd get like, 11 CDs or 14 CDs for a penny. And then you had to pay $45 a CD after that. Well, the Joan Osborne, what I would do is I would sign up for that, uh, get the 11 CDs for a penny, but they never hardly had anything that I really wanted. Cause I bought all my albums just the day they came out. 
So I would get whatever I thought was the most popular. So Joan Osborne was one of them. I remember picking like Matchbox 20, Dave Matthews. I'd go through and just pick, yo, I know these are hot. These are all hot. And then I would literally just take the plastic off of them and go right to the uh, the warehouse or the Dimple Records. <laughs> so I'd pay a penny for these 11 CDs, trade them in and go get two or three CDs that I really wanted. And thought I was getting over but in the long run, I'm paying certain, like, you know, there were like 20 some odd dollars an album after that. All I was doing was fucking myself in the long run because, you know, they'd send you that one every month that nobody wants, but it was the CD of the month and you'd forget to send it back and then you'd have to pay for it. So all I was doing was screwing myself in the long run. But you should have seen me. I thought I was getting over so hard. Oh, man, I'm a, they're giving they're going to give me three dollars for each one of these CDs that I only paid a penny for. And I'm coming up, baby. Yeah, stupid, dumb. <laughs> but Joan Osborne was one of them. What if God was one of us? Yeah, it was a, that was a big track, man. That was a big track right up there. It's, it's funny you brought her up because lately I've been seeing and hearing a lot of, uh, I don't know if she just had an anniversary for her album, but Alanis Morissette, who falls into that early, you know, that 90s alt-rock grungy period. But uh that first album, Jagged Little Pill, which was just a fucking juggernaut, like hits everywhere. Um, I think it must have had an anniversary recently or something like that because I- I've been seeing her everywhere in interviews and popping up on my YouTube and all over like social media. So, and that, uh, you know, her big song where she it was supposedly the breakup song for uh, Uncle Joey mm-hmm. from. From, from what was it full house yeah the rumor is that the, the, that one song is a, a breakup song her big hit i can't remember the name of it now but it's supposedly a breakup song for uncle joey for like what the hell does uncle joey have going that you, you broke your heart that bad that you had to write a damn song it's a million selling record so she's cool with it i'm sure at this point uncle joey for real like, let me just tell you something dave coulier yes it's dave coulier yeah. i mean first of all hell of a pull sav uh, yeah. <laughs> second of all, um, listen, Bill, like, I feel like you're discounting the funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I the guess. funny guy can really break some hearts. Yes. Okay. You know what I Are mean? Are you speaking from experience? I'm just speaking generally, <laughs> right? I believe it was, yeah. I believe it was George Thurgood who once said, I'll break your heart and I'll break a thousand more. Yes, he did say that. You know I mean? That is George. That one I do remember. Yeah. But I mean, that that song is so, she's so angry. You ought to know. Yeah, remind me of the mess that you made when you went away. You know, she's so mad, dude. And then I think, you're so mad. And it's fucking Dave Coulier. Like, I don't know. I get it. Maybe he's funny. He, I, he never struck me that funny on Full House. Maybe his stand-up or whatever he did was in Canada was hilarious. Like maybe behind closed doors, the dude's like Bill affairs know, of the heart, bro. You know, the white, how it goes. the white Richard Pryor or something. I don't know what he is, but yeah, I just always, whenever I hear that song, I immediately go to uncle Joey in full house. And I'm just like, for real, this is the dude that like got you so pissed. Like he did you a favor lady. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you got off easy. Oh, Bill. I don't know. That's just me. Hey, if I offended any of the Uncle Joey fans out there, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not don't, to, don't at me. Not, not to be confused <laughs> with, uh, with uh, uh, Joey Lawrence. Oh, that's a whole other set of fans. And that's a funny story, too, because the other day I was at uh, the Goodwill looking for vinyl. Right. And now they got, they got cassette tapes. So every once in a while, I browse through the cassette tapes because if I came across an album that I really loved as a kid on cassette for a dollar, I'd buy it just to have it for old time's sake. And I'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly. I'm going through the cassette tapes to guess. Lo and behold, you bring him up, man. There's fucking Joey Lawrence. There's his album. Him with his vest vest on and no shirt underneath and the fucking curly-ass hair. I snapped a picture to my wife and shot it off to her. I'm like... Hey, you want me to pick this up for you? It's only a dollar. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. But dude, so funny that that uh, at one point that was that cassette was someone's prized possession, and now there it is sitting at the Goodwill for a dollar. Old Joey Lawrence. Well, there we go. 
I mean, yeah, you, know, you never know what rabbit holes we're going to get down on this podcast, man. Oh, you asked a question, by the way. Yes, the song you were quoting at the beginning sounded a little bit like Ray Charles. Yeah, buddy, it's not Ray Charles. Are you talking about this thing right here? This is the one, yeah. There's a red moon rising. Yeah. On the Cuyahoga River. Is it Randy Newman? It is. Okay. You know what it is from? No. What's it from? There's a red. Major League. Oh, shit. I haven't seen Major League in so long. I knew it sounded familiar, but I couldn't put a finger on what it was. I, just, I can say right now that uh, when this episode airs, you're, we're going to get a text from the mauler. He's going to love it. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me in the mauler, a couple hazies, a golf course, talking about the Cuyahoga River. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to remember how this song fits into Major League. Like, where does it come in? Okay, so, like, let me just... You know, they, they they basically like the beginning of the movie. They're like kind of yeah. doing like the aerial view of Cleveland. Okay, okay. So it's right out the gate. Right the out beginning. the gate. That's right how the movie okay. starts. They're like overview of Cleveland, and they're showing like the blue collar town. Yeah. Construction okay. workers. This is in the background. Like, you okay. know, kind of hardworking town. Yeah. Okay. It's all coming back to me now. I probably haven't seen Major League in 15 years it's probably it's been a long time like you know it's funny i love that movie but i don't it's one i don't own i don't it's not in my collection i'm not sure why it's just one of those ones i never got my hands on i got bull durham i've got uh field of dreams i've got the sandlot i got a lot of the baseball classics man but for some reason i don't have that one in the collection and that's a must own man the first one not the second one but the first one is really good right so um, that's what that was from. Okay, nice, nice way to yeah. kick it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, since we've spoken last, first of all, upfront apologies for the audio issues last time. That was a little bit my fault. I promise the uh the end product that you guys heard was way better than what I had originally had. I spent a little more right. time in the editing room because I, I messed something up. It was my fault. Technology wise, I fixed it as best I could, but uh, I did listen to the episode and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I think it, no. I think sometimes like we're our own self critic. I was like, this is trash, throw it away, Bill. We'll start over next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. No, it definitely there was there was something there, but it, it's not anywhere near as bad as you think it was. Whatever you did to clean it up. It was listenable. I listened to it front to back. like as Just I to make myself week. feel better, I went back and listened to the first episode, and I was like, oh, this is fine. Yes, there you go. That's a good way to that, – that's, that's a good angle right there. Yeah, if you ever want to feel better about what we're doing now, just go back and listen to the first episode because it's uh, it's definitely a whole other animal where if, we are now from if where I, we were then. If I'm ever feeling bad about anything that we've created – and don't take this the wrong way, Bill. But the second I hear "What up, iPod World," I yeah. know that I know that we are we are leaps and bounds ahead. We're all right. What up? What up? What up, iPod World? Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's four years ago, dude. <laughs> hey, talk about years. talk 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 about a couple wet behind the ears, don't know what they're doing kind of guys. Yeah, that's uh, this. Uh, what is it? This October will be four officially four years. Is mm-hmm. that right? Or is it five? We're, we're, we'll be. We'll, fin- a- we'll finish the fourth year. Okay, so we're, we're all of eighteen. This October, all, yeah. So eighteen October to nineteen. Comes, yeah, yeah. We're wrapping up our fourth year, heading into our fifth. There it is, man. Ah, oh, crazy, dude. Crazy. Shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, we'd be a lot more famous than we are. I was just talking to my wife about this. If it wasn't for COVID and the fact that every fucking celebrity, musician, and stand-up comedian and actor now has a podcast, it's like the biggest thing in the world. My wife and I watch a show called Only Murders in the Building, and it is a show about people creating a podcast. It's a TV show about people creating a podcast show and solving murders. So, I mean, I said, I told her, I said, podcasting is so huge now. They're making TV shows about podcasters solving murder mysteries. Like, not good enough to just listen to a murder podcast. You're watching a television program. And it's a really good show as well. It's a great show. And then I thought back to uh, 
this last Ghostbusters movie where one of the new kids is literally called Podcast because he's a podcaster and he's now a Ghostbuster, but they made a Ghostbuster a podcaster because it is this podcasting is like the uh, the platform, the way to get yourself heard or, or get your information out there now. It's almost like if you don't, it, having a podcast is almost like having a uh, an Instagram page, you know, or, a, or what, you don't have a podcast? That's strange. Whereas four years ago, people were like, oh, shit, you got a podcast? Crazy. Now you tell people you got a podcast. They're like, oh, awesome. Who get doesn't? Yeah. Get in line. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like they, it's, uh, listen, man, I don't know if I'm going to have time, right? I listen to this guy. I listen to Dax Shepard. I listen to uh, I listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, my trash yeah. guy's got a, co- a, a podcast. I got to listen to him. Otherwise, he doesn't pick up my cans. Like, I got well, a lot of yeah. things I got to get to, bro. Yeah, Obama and yeah, Bruce yeah. Springsteen have a podcast. Like it's also, it's, if you haven't heard, it's called "Taking Out the Trash." Just look that up. It's on um, Spotify. Your 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 trash man's podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually uh, a podcast about a podcast that got thrown away. So it's a, yeah, oh, is that right? Yeah. So I found this podcast in the trash. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. Hey, well there you, there you have it, man. Guess what I did last week? What'd you do last week? Drop seven grand. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, the big remodel. That's right, man. It looks great. I saw the photos online. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, so what, what sparked that? I was, I didn't think I ever got a chance to reach out because all of a sudden you were like, I'm remodeling my bathroom. And it was not something we'd ever talked about or you'd mentioned. It just felt like something that happened and you went for it. What was the, uh, the motivation behind that? Did you just want it was a time for a fresh start or? As a, uh... As the Somebody uh, leave you some money or what? I mean, just curious. Well, I can tell you this. Nobody <laughs> left me any money. Okay, gotcha. If anybody's interested in that, let me know. I can drop you my Venmo, my, uh, you know, my Zelle, my you address, cash, yeah. whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in dropping me some coin, I'd love it at this point. Um, but uh, so basically, uh, our good friend and friend of the show, uh, Honu Experience, a.k.a. Stan the Man, Right. And his uh, lovely wife, uh, Tracy, a.k.a. Vossi, a.k.a. Cavassier, uh, she, uh, they remodeled their bathroom a while back. And if you recall, over the years, during the summertime, I'd usually go over there. We'd play pool volleyball, have some drinks, hang out, have a good time. So I would, you know, I was at their house, so I would see the progression of their house. And they remodeled their bathroom, then they remodeled their kitchen, then they remodeled their master bath bath so like they've been doing it and they use the same guy and at i've now had my house which is mind-blowing to me that at in this december i will have been here for 13 years which is insane wow. to me yeah i don't feel like i've been a homeowner that long and the amount of life i've lived in 13 years and things that have happened since i've been here is insane to me uh well that's a story for another show yes don't need to take out the trash right now <laughs> that's right that's uh, all podcast. yeah so anyway uh and then what happened was uh my my you know obviously over the years you know your family comes over and your stays and stuff and in the mat in the in the guest bathroom or the bathroom out front uh, it's pretty standard in um basic like tracks where they're just building like suburban tracks they just kind of throw the shit together it's all kind of put together they buy you know right 800 sinks and 800 faucets and 800 showers and you know it's because they're just building them like in, in in mass quantities so in the bathroom is i had that tub slash shower combo thing that's pretty standard in a lot of homes you'll go to right and i never really thought about it because i don't really shower over there but then you know as my dad got a little bit older and was going through some medical stuff he started having to shower in my bathroom because it was like a walk-in shower as opposed to kind of you know getting up over the tub and all that stuff and right and and so that it started a few years ago just the thought process of doing that um and then um you know after dad passed and now mom was spending a little more time here i was i didn't i didn't ask her but i was wondering if maybe she was having some trouble with that as well you know she's got a walk-in shower at home so it was kind of the thought process that a you know a i'd like to have something a little more accessible and easier for here because i don't know you know where what's gonna look like the next five ten years where's she gonna be what's the plan like i want her to be as comfortable as she can if she's here so just that shower piece was was part of it there and then also of course you know after you know 10 11 12 13 years 
anything that I do to my house is going to only improve the value. Right. Absolutely. 100%. So, so I don't know if you know anything about real estate, Bill, but, uh, <laughs> you know, improve, improving the, the, the value of my home and upgrading, you know, the kitchen and, and, and remodeling the bathrooms and the kitchen and, and things like that is just going to make my home's worth ultimately worth more if I ever choose to sell or, you know, move on from here. So it was a combination of both of those things. And then um, so I had reached out to uh stan and tracy for the guy's information because i know that she'd worked with them and they spoke highly of them and it was kind of funny how it worked out like i had messaged him and said hey what's going on uh, i was referred to your number by stan and tracy da, 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 and then he texts me back and he said what are you looking for da, da, da. and i told him and he's like all right i'll give you a call uh, in the next couple days and then i didn't hear from him for like a week and i was like oh here we go right so then I messaged him again and I was like, hey, this is Scott. I didn't, I didn't hear back from you. And then he was like, yo, I thought I messaged you. My total bad, dude. I really apologize. I'm in Mexico right now. I'm on vacation, but I'll be back tomorrow. And this was like a Thursday. And I was like, oh, cool, man. No worries. And because I've been there, I think I send a message and then I don't or I thought I messaged somebody. And right. so I didn't, you know, he, he's done good work. He seems like a decent guy so far. So that the next day was Friday. He was coming back that day. I just said, I'll give him the weekend and I'll text him on Monday. So I text him on Monday and he like calls me. And so I talked to him on the phone. He's like, what are you looking for? And I said, well, this is kind of what my ideas are. I looked on your, uh, your Instagram. There's a bunch of uh, things that I like kind of like this. I kind of like this. He's like, well, where do you live? And I was like, well, I'm in, in a beautiful series, California. And, there you uh, go. and he said, uh, he's like, oh, excellent, man. My shop's in series, so it would be easy. I was like, he's like, what time do you get home from work? And I was like, I'll be home about 530. He's like, just text me when you're on, you're close, and then I'll, I'll meet you at the house. We can kind of look at it and go over there from there and maybe get you an estimate and everything. I said, all right, cool. So I text him. He rolled up. Super nice dude. Like, you know me, my assessment skills for my job. And just as a right. people person in general, like, I immediately was like, this is a good dude. I like him. I feel like I can trust him. He's not a scumbag. And he came in and he kind of went, went through the process of all this stuff. And he's like, okay, you're looking at this. What about this? Okay. You know, we went through the whole process. These are the things that I wanted. And I, you know, I, this is the first time I've ever spent a huge amount of money. where like outside of like a car where I was like, I want to make sure if I'm spending this money, I get exactly what I want. Right. So, Absolutely. so it was like, I was basically building my bathroom. And uh, it was cool because I had ideas, but then also him doing this, he had some ideas and then some ideas of mine I kept and some ideas I was like, actually, I like that. Let's roll with that. You know, that kind of thing. Just kind of a collabo, if you will. Um, Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. So he came up with an idea. And, and, and I know that when Tracy and Stan did theirs, it was about five and a half, six, you know, with all the stuff. And so it was, you know... That, but that was like three or four years ago. So I was like, I'm guessing with the inflation and stuff like this, it's probably going to be around seven. That's my guess. Now, if he comes back and he tells me nine or ten, I'm not going to do it. I can't afford that right now. Um, and then so he did the estimate and he was like, uh, like 7160 or something. And I was like, all right, man, cool. I'm in 100%. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like... He's like, all right, so here's what's going on is uh, I had a, a, a two-week job lined up here. Da, da, da. They called me this morning, said they all have COVID, so they're on restriction for 10 days. I can start tomorrow. And I was like, hold on. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't have any. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta get liquid with my funds. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so uh, we, we pushed it back to Wednesday. He did the demo on Wednesday. And then... Um, the, the one cool thing I liked about the process is uh, one thing I hate is being rushed. And I also appreciate when somebody takes their time for the benefit of me or just in general, you know. So <clears throat> when he did the shower, he uh, he they, they basically. So first of all, they gut the they gutted the entire bathroom it was totally empty. Right. I got all brand new everything. And then they rebuilt the shower and the shower bed and then they put this thing in there so like it's got like a tarp and basically there's a way to test it to make sure that it's not leaking and he goes sometimes people will do this and they'll like let it sit for an hour or two to make sure that it's not leaking and um i like to wait like 
a whole day, like 24 hours, if you're okay with it. I can do it in two right. hours if you want. But personally, for me, I'd rather have peace of mind knowing that, that nothing's going to mess up. I don't have to come up and back and redo your job, redo your job, and that you're not going to have any problems with it because you're paying a lot of money. And for me, like, I was like, cool, man. I respect that, dude. Like, thank you. So that's fine. We So then Thursday, nobody was here because it was sitting in there making sure there was no leaks and there wasn't. It was good. They came back Friday. They were off the weekend. And then they came a little bit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then they were done on uh, the finished nice. up on Thursday. Just some touch, some finishing touches. But yeah, like if you've seen the photos on my pages, they rebuilt the open shower. I got cobblestone flooring, tile, marble tile all the way to the roof. Um, they put in, I got a brand new toilet. I got a brand new vanity. Um, I got um, the new flooring in there. I got some, uh, some tiles that look like the dark gray wood. Uh, so those are really good looking. I really like them. I'm happy with those. And then I bought a, uh, <clears throat> I bought a, a lighted mirror, which I think really helps bring the room together with a little modernization. Uh, it's really right. cool. It defogs. It's 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 it plugged into the wall. It's hidden, so it defogs. You can change the light on the the background, the backlit on the the mirror. And then I bought a new light standard for the top. So I was, I was like, well, if I'm gonna buy it, I might as well just clean everything up. Right. So yeah, that was it, man. I dropped a, you know, 7K on a brand new bathroom and it wasn't, it was kind of planned, but not really. And then all of a sudden it was just like, go. Yeah. So now do you look at the rest of the house and go, ah, damn it. Now I want the whole thing to match. <clears throat> now the itch. Well, I, I think that, and, and you'll get this as soon as, you know, you've been in your home a little bit now. Like you probably already have it. Like, man, I, I, there'd be a point I'd like to fix this or I'd like to change this. I'd like to do oh, this. I got so many things if i had money i just don't have money and if so money, and, yeah and so 15 projects so i have three projects that i want to do remaining besides this one minor and then the bathroom and then the kitchen and i'll probably redo the kitchen first because it but it's going to be a lot of money we'll see what happens but i was really happy with him and he and he was like just let me know kind of what you're looking at you know i'll work with you man i appreciate you and then uh, I've already got like three or four people that have already like wanted his information. So I'm hoping that if I get him enough re referrals, he'll really take care of me and hook me up. I'll be like, hey man, remember that's five jobs I got you? Want to knock yeah. about 2,500 off my kitchen? Yeah, there you go, man. Hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, we want to, uh, one of the things we've kicked around the idea of doing ourselves in the kitchen is we've got the old, uh, you know, for a while, everything was that natural wood look. Mm -hmm. so all the cabinets are like that. They like got that oak finish, the brown oak finish. Like we've talked about painting them white and just possibly doing that ourselves. But, you know, we haven't done it, but there's just so many projects I have around the house. But I would kind of almost imagine now that you have a completely brand new modernized bathroom, like I always equate it to uh, whenever I try on new clothes, when you go in the fitting room and you try on a new shirt and a new pair of pants and you like it, you're like, oh, yeah, this shit's fly. Hell yeah, this looks good. I love it. Then you take it off and you put the clothes you had back on. Those clothes look like shit. You're just like, oh, I got to wear this outfit now, man. I want to wear right. this shit. Like, yeah, that's the way I kind of in my mind envision, like, if I did a room, because you've done some carpet already and now you got a bathroom done. I can imagine that you're going to, you'd get the bug and can't wait to just keep going and see like a completely finished project. Would be it was insane. so funny. I showed my mom and my, I showed, you know, obviously everybody. And then, but yeah. when I was talking to my mom, she's like, man, that's great. Like, and she's like, you're doing so much. And I was like, it was just the bathroom. And she's like, didn't you just spend like 2000 on the carpet last year? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you did the carpet. Yeah, with your uh, the stimmy, the stimmy package, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. Like, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Well on your way to, to getting it revamped, man. And you're in the process. That's really cool. Because I got, I mean, my backyard alone is thousands of dollars for what we would want to do. Like, and I, I wish I, my biggest regret in life is never uh working like landscaping or construction at least at some point in my life to become more handy like to be a little more hands-on to know how to do things myself because i am not like i'm not at all like i never worked on cars with my dad i never did like part-time like my cousin had a contracting company and had a construction company for a while he was a gc i talked about going to work for him but i never did uh, and I kind of regret that now because 
I rely on other people to do pretty much everything. I mean, YouTube's amazing. Uh, you can definitely, with the internet, go out and find ways to do things yourself. But there's always that, but if I fuck up factor, I'm going to cost myself more money. Yes, this is possible. Yeah, I could probably do it. But there's always that little thing in the back of your mind. But if you fuck up, it's going to be, you're going to be worse than you were when you started and have to have somebody come in to fix it. And it's going to cost even more. So I've always regret not uh, learning to work with tools and learning about building and crafting because, man, you could save yourself a shit ton of money in the long run. But I just never had a desire for my, it was always my creative side for music and movies and shit like that. But I never uh, had a desire to build or fix or, but it, it sucks now because, you know, taking your car to the mechanic or, you know, calling somebody to come out and fix some plumbing cost a lot of money. Well, I'll tell you, well, I tell you this, um, when I was doing this, I had a couple people reach out to me and they said, Oh, are you doing the remodel? And I was like, the fuck out of here. Come on, yeah, get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. And I told him, I said, look, man, I am, and I go, and I don't mean to sound cocky, but I am very good at a lot of things. Right. Being handy is not one of them. I am not yeah. Bob the Builder. I am not, you know, construction Carl. I'm <laughs> now, not. Is that Bob the Builder's cousin? Yeah. yeah. You, you know it's about him? Construction Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just not me, and and like I can do like basic little things around the house, right? I've done, right. I've, su- I've surprised myself with some of the things that I've been able to do thanks to YouTube, uh, which have saved me a little bit of money. But when it comes to something like this, we're talking about plumbing, we're talking about, you know, making it look good. Like you saw the pictures, I think the bathroom looks amazing. Oh, it does look amazing. And, yes. and and that's like I wouldn't have been able to do that to that level. No. And and it's just no. not something that's in my toolbox, you know? Yeah. Right? Now now a dude walks into a crowded building with with a weapon, like maybe I could try to talk that guy down. Now I don't know I don't know if my contractor can do that. Maybe he can. Right. He's a no. superstar, but like I you know, <laughs> I I feel like th- that's something that's in my toolbox. Yes, your toolbox. I yeah, like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I change a not to be can, a can, shower head in my house, I feel like a, the man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's uh, the extent of my handiness. Hey, you remember the uh, the screws on that thing that was a little loose? Yeah, I hadn't tightened them up. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, babe. That's can you give me a beer? I'm pretty I'm pretty beat after that. Yeah, that's about the extent of my uh, handiness. You know, I can clean. I can knock down cobwebs. I can haul shit around like that kind of stuff but when it comes to like the precise precision like detailed work yeah i'm not the guy i'm not that guy not at all you're not that guy pal you're not that guy nope nope hey bill hey bill yes sir i did want to talk about something time for a transition baby let's talk i wanted to talk about the orville Yes, because it we didn't ended. get a shot. We didn't get a chance to to f- talk about it. And I know that I don't. I don't know if a lot of people of our our listeners have watched it or they started watching it, interested in watching it. But I did want to touch on it because the last few episodes happened and the season closed out. So uh, why don't you tell me what you thought about uh, the final episodes and the season in general and just kind of. Did they? I I was watching it every week. So are were they releasing episodes? They were releasing episodes weekly, right? We didn't get this all. No, it's yeah, yeah. Now they do yeah. a weekly episode release. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're okay. on Hulu, so it's just same as Wu Tang, like an episode a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I've been watching that Only Murders in the Building, and that's a Hulu show. And it's like we got behind, and all of a sudden we got caught up. And I'm like, oh shit, we can't watch anymore now. And it's like, nope, we gotta wait till next week now. And I'm like, ah, fuck, you know? Okay, uh, yeah, man. So. I mean, I just thought, for me, for my TV experience, for for what I like in a show, this had everything I was looking for. For me, I liked the first two seasons. I thought this third season blew the first two away. They made us wait a couple years for this third season. And it was clear that they took those two years to write and to sculpt and to craft 
uh, just incredible TV. I just really thought this was some of the best television that I've seen in a long time. And I and I say that a lot. There's a lot of good television now. Television, since the streaming wars have happened, has just gotten better and better and better. I mean, you've got the boys. You've got, you know, I'm talking about only murders in the building. We were talking about Kenobi and The Mandalorian. It's Television's incredible. But that being said, there's levels to this shit. And I really feel like the Orville is on some like next level with uh, the visual effects, with the acting, with the character development, with the dialogue, with the writing and the stories, uh, the way they weaved in current topics from today into their futuristic world. But it never felt uh, shoved down your throat. Like a lot of things now, like a lot of shows, Marvel, Star Wars, are trying to be woke. Disney especially is doing it where I feel like they try to shoehorn in a gay character or shoehorn in um, the Me Too movement or shoehorn in people of color to where it feels forced and it doesn't feel natural. Uh, Never once on the Orville did I think, oh man, you had to do that because that's just what's required now. No, it felt like it was supposed to be there. It was supposed to happen. It was a part of the story, and it was just amazing. Every episode, I kept saying the same thing. It was better than the last, and the last was amazing. I kept saying, okay, I kept waiting for, all right, this is going to be that filler episode. And there was a couple episodes that was the way they started. I thought, okay, here comes the filler episode. And then all of a sudden, they'd throw me for a loop or have a curveball, and I'd be like, oh, shit, on the edge of my seat, just like waiting to see what happened next. All the way up to the climax. I, I was so sorry to see it end, but enjoyed it so much. I mean, yeah, just great television, man. A, a, a love letter and a tribute to Star Trek, which I grew up watching with my parents, as we talked about before. Uh, but its own show and its own in its own right, totally original. Um, just super enjoyable. It was like watching a really good movie every week. That's what it felt like to me, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. Well, I thought it was fantastic, and I talked about it when we talked about the first. I believe we were at six or seven episodes when we yes. talked about it last. They they finished out uh, the ten season uh, for uh, or the ten sh- episode for season three. Uh, same kind of thing. We talked about it. They touched on all these really big things that are kind of going on in the world, but they didn't like shove it down your throat. It was just kind of it was it was definitely about it, but it was done in such a great way. Where you were yes. talking, you know, you were you were engulfed in the show, and it kind of made you think. And they really played the heartstrings, and and it's yes. just such a it's such a it's such an amazing thing for me when you think about, like we talked about, if someone had pulled you out of you know a, a coma after thirty years, and then you watched Family Guy, and then you were like, hey, the guy that does Family Guy also does this. You'd have been like, no fucking way. Yeah, no. No way. He never once goes for like the cheap joke or the silly like, and you and I talked about it already. I thought that this was going to be like space balls or something like that, you know, where it was just going to be goofy. It's not that. No, it's not. And and, and I think that's the the cool part to me is that, and, and, and on top of that, we talked about the odes that it has to you know star trek and things like that yeah but it is done so well like they put so much money and time into effort and effort into every little thing it's just i was telling somebody else at work that i go this is i've watched a ton of tv in my life and this is probably one of the best seasons of show i've ever watched ever and it's like just phenomenal like Especially if you love sci-fi. If you're somebody that digs sci-fi, if you came up on Star Wars or you've been watching this, The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, even if you've never seen Star Trek and you just love sci-fi, I'd be shocked if you told me you didn't like this show. Like, And I'm surprised how many people I've been like, man, are you watching The Orville? And they're like, no. I think it, it was gone for so long that I think some people forgot about it. Or I, I get the feeling that a lot of people just think it's going to be silly because it's Seth MacFarlane. And I'm like, dude, you've got to watch this show. I've been like really stumping for this show, like really pushing for it because I don't think they're hurting for views. But a lot of the people in my circle that watch a lot of like 
Star Wars and Disney Disney Plus stuff aren't watching the show, and I'm like sh- kind of shocked a little bit. Well, I can tell you this, um, and we talked about it a little bit. Like, there was a lot of, of of talk about like that's it. Like, there's not going to be an Orville season four. Um, a lot of the actors didn't sign contracts. They've already moved on to other projects. Well, since that has happened, do you do you know the update or no? I I do not no. So um, it's not. It's about fifty fifty at this point. Uh, it's that you know they say that the Orville has had a pretty wild journey over the last three years, starting out on Fox, then relocating to Hulu, where a lot more creative freedom and a lot freedom and a larger budget opened the show up to new creative heights. And I think that that's obvious. We just talked about. We really enjoyed the first two ep- this two seasons, but this third season is blows the other two away. So, and that really definitely will uh, come back to what they were just talking about with Hulu, the a lot more creative freedom and a larger budget. So, yeah. new creative heights. Disney owns Hulu now. You see that? Well, well that's what they're saying. On Disney well, Plus. Well, that's too. what they're saying. They're saying that things are about to get weirder for the trajectory because it may dictate whether or not a fourth season happens. All three seasons of the show are headed to Disney Plus on August 10th, which will make its third place. It's aired in its short lifespan. So it's about 50-50. And then McFarlane, who has not commented on anything as far as season four going forward, uh, finally commented and said, you know, the, the the hope is that when the show drops on Disney, people who haven't discovered it will give it a chance, and that's a potential game changer. So, and they say Orville feels like a good fit for Disney Plus, which is Plus, which is looking to expand its horizons beyond its current makeup of Star Wars, Marvel, and kids programming. The Orville, at least by audience and critic scores, is one of the best sci-fi series on TV. So, kind of up in the air. We'll see what happens. Interesting, yeah, because yeah, I think that I think it had some momentum going, but anybody takes a two or three year gap. It's just in that two or three, and I don't remember exactly how long it's been. It's it was at least two years before we got this third season. I want to say it had to be at least two. That's a long time. In that two years, you know how many new shows have come out? Like, there's always new content to d- divert people's attention. Like myself, I was waiting on pins and needles for it to drop. I never. I kept going, "What the hell happened to the Orville? Where's the Orville? Where's the Orville?" I kept saying that, and they kept saying, "Coming soon." But I think, unfortunately, two years in this, we're now in a world where attention spans just aren't what they used to be. We're used to, we're a generation now of people that are used to being entertained at the push of a button. No waiting, no waiting, instantaneous gratification. So two years is forever. So they probably had a bit of a hill to climb on that one. And I was reading, too, I don't know if you knew this, but they had some onset tension as well. Um the guy that plays Malloy, the redheaded guy, is it Malloy? Mm-hmm. And then Captain Grayson, the the female, the captain. Um, in yeah. real life, they were married, uh, divorced, remarried, and now getting divorced again, all while they've been filming this show. So they're going through all this shit while, you know, trying to have to be on set and work together. You know, they always say never work with your spouse, right? So it's it's just uh, interesting that I, I read that. I was curious how old that Malloy guy was. So I looked up, looked him up just to see his age. So I was curious because he looked familiar. I knew he used to be on ER back in the days on a bunch of shows. He actually has a couple of CDs on, uh, I found out. He his his name is Scott Grimes, by the way. Scott Grimes, he had a record deal. He's got two CDs on Spotify, like kind of like acoustic, alternative-sounding music. Uh, but he got his start in, uh, was it Ghoulies? Some movie like that, like back in the 80s. He was really well done. But anyway, him and that lady were married, divorced, remarried, and now divorcing again. And that a lot of that's happened since they filmed this show. So that's got to be tough. I can't imagine going through a divorce was hard enough. Trying to still work with the person while going through that and you're in the public eye gotta be insane i can't even imagine well i could tell you this like uh it's so funny to me like so the person who plays um kelly grayson her's adrienne uh, palicki uh, yes. i've known her from she was in friday night lights as tyra okay and so that's where i knew her from and uh, obviously, there was a the, the, and this 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 show has a lot of people who are um, uh, noticeable from other things. 
One of my favorite things is, and this is so funny, I was sitting with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Justin a couple weeks ago, and we were watching Family Guy. And uh, so uh, Peter Griffin works at a brewery, right? Uh, Pawtucket Brewery. And right. Peter Griffin was at work, and his boss came in to yell at him because he was like the worst rated employee like on they got this new system where it like ranks everybody like by their production and like peter griffin's the worst employee right and he's like you're coming with me to a conference and i'm gonna help you be a better employee right right so right when he starts talking and he starts you know he's yelling at peter and i go i think that's bordis <laughs> and it was <laughs> it, I, it was bordis was it? the boss yeah i could hear the voice yes. like it was it was so funny to me yes how about uh, just to pull out a random episode? Because if, if our people haven't really seen it, they won't may not find it as funny. But Bordis as Elvis was probably the best thing I have ever seen in a long time on a on a TV program. When they uh, uh, when they're throwing Isaac the uh, the bachelor party and Bordis swears that he can handle it uh-huh. over and takes the job from Malloy and Malloy is so pissed. And they go to that bachelor party, and he comes out, and he's singing Elvis, but he's singing it Bordis style. That shit just—he <laughs> just looked so funny in that Elvis outfit. I was—I loved it, man. I just love the show so much. Hey, I can tell you this also. Uh, so Norm Macdonald was in it, at least yes. the voice of Norm Macdonald as Yaffe. Yes. It was like this green blob species. Yeah. Um, you notice he was still there, but towards the end, no lines. You're right. You so it was, yeah. So it was, uh, I think maybe six episodes in or something, and then he stopped talking. Yeah. Which I thought was good that they kept him around and they just kind of, you know, would tell him what to do. And then, like, I think there was, I think I was reading there was a couple episodes where after he had passed, they used some regenerated lines, like, okay, boss, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because as we know from the Star Wars flicks, the actor doesn't have to be there anymore. Mark Hamill's voice in the when he reappeared in uh, The Mandalorian and James Earl Jones is no longer just going in and doing his lines even for Darth Vader. Even though he's still alive, they noted that he sounds older. So they can just actually take Darth Vader's voice from the old Star Wars movies and reprogram it and just use that. And that's what they did for Luke as well. So yeah, we now know Norm Macdonald can continue to to live on as this. It's crazy that we're in a world where someone can pass away and still be a character in a television show for years to come. Mm-hmm. But that could, that there's no reason that Norm Macdonald ever has to not be that character. Obviously, he's not going to have a big speech or tons of dialogue or ever have a lead storyline probably. But he could always be there in the background as a reminder uh, and a tribute to Norm Macdonald, which I think is awesome, awesome. I love that. Well, the good news is, if you're looking for Mark Hamill, he's on Jack in a Box commercials now. So, you're looking for more what? Mark Hamill, he's on Jack in a Box. Oh commercials. yes, I saw. That. I I did see the Jack in the Box ad. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's doing things where he like pulls up at a drive-through and surprises people in the drive-through and orders food and stuff. I've seen some viral videos where he's doing that as well for Jack in the Box, or he's working the drive-through actually and serving people, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's Mark Hamill!" Yeah. Hundred percent, dude. But yeah, no, this show was uh, great. I really loved it. I would encourage all our uh, two hundred nine pod squad if they haven't checked it out, give it a shot. Now, you really do kind of need to watch seasons one and two because there's a lot of callbacks, unfortunately. So, if you haven't, I wouldn't recommend jumping right into three. You can, but there's going to be some things where you're like, "What? Wait a minute, what's that mean?" Uh, but. That being said, seasons one and two are really good as well. Not as good as three, but still really solid TV. So. It's fu- you're you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, you'll absolutely enjoy it. So if you haven't seen it uh, and you're jumping in, you really do got to kind of start at season one to know what's to know what the relationship between Grayson and uh, uh, what's Seth MacFarlane's character's name? Captain Mercer. Captain Mercer. You need to understand that. You need to understand what happened with the Kalon and what's going on with Bordis and his people and just so much going on there. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up too was most of this is a love letter to Star Trek, but the episode where uh, the United Forces and the Kalon go go to take on uh, Bordis' people in the big fight scene 
mm-hmm. where they they're, they're all in the ships and they're flying around and it's a big like ship to ship battle. Yeah, that was so Star Wars, man. When they're like, "All right, leader one to leader two, here we go, we're going in." It was so reminiscent of the sequence when they're going in to blow up the Death Star. I was like, "All right," because I know Seth MacFarlane is a massive Star Wars fan as well. He he lampoons Star Wars and so much of the Family Guy and all their shows. So, but mostly this has been a love letter to Star Trek. But that episode when they're in the ships and they're taking on the enemy fleets and they're trying to protect and so they can get the job done. It was so Star Wars. I was just like, yes, I loved it. Yeah. Just, I can't say enough about the show, man. It was awesome. And yeah, like I said, watch it. I, I highly it. recommend it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, like, like Bill said, go check out seasons one and two. If you've never seen it, if you did see it and kind of got away from it, it is on Disney plus now. So all three seasons are on there. It's really good TV. And, and, and I'd say this, Bill just said, like, if, especially if you're into sci-fi, I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. I'm really not. Um, I wasn't a Star Trek guy. Star Wars I liked when I was a kid, and I didn't really like the stuff. But then, obviously, The Mandalorian and stuff and, and, and Boba Fett I was getting into. But it was also more of a – and we talked about this. Like, there was almost like a Western cowboy vibe to it, which is a big reason that I was really into it. Oh, yeah. The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, definitely they went for an Old West vibe for sure. But definitely go check it out. If you watch it, I, I did talk to Oh You Nasty uh, the other day. Oh, you nasty! And and I told right. him that we finished it, and that was a great show, and he should definitely dig into it if he want. If you know. So, anyway, go check it out. Hey, Bill. Yes. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. You know what I did yesterday? What'd you do? I did something that I never do. Oh, okay. I'm curious. What was and that? the main reason is I just dropped seven thousand dollars on my bathroom. Right. Yeah. Okay. I stayed my ass in the house, didn't leave, and didn't spend any money. Got you. And I watched an entire season of a show. Okay. That has okay. been on my bucket list, and I cannot tell you how happy I am that I did it. It okay. was what, fantastic. Now I'm curious as hell. What is the show? I watched uh, the Mayor of Kingstown. Of Kingstown, what is that on? It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, that I've never heard of it. I don't have Paramount Plus. Okay, but it's good. It's uh, it's it's not good, Bill. Okay. It's fantastic. All right. I couldn't turn it off. Gotcha. That's how good it was. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner is in it as the main lead. Um, oh, I do remember seeing the trailers for that. I I think I actually sent you a trailer. Said, hey, this looks pretty damn good. Aiden Gillen yes. is in it. I knew about it a long time ago because it came out in the end of 2021 and I just, I put it on my list because I remember I was talking about it when I watched that Infinity movie, the Mark Wahlberg movie on Paramount. And I was like, hey, this is coming out in November. I'm going to check it out. And then I just got sidetracked. Life happens. Thousand, hundred other shows, all that stuff. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was talking to uh, my friend I was telling about the Orville. And she was like, have you seen Mayor of Kingstown? Because I feel like that's right up your alley. And I said, you know what? I really wanted to watch it. And uh, and she's like, I think you would love it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to check it out this weekend. My goal is to stay in, not spend any money. You know, watch right. some TV, stay inside the house, just kind of keep it low key. And so I started watching it. I, I, actually, I lied. I watched nine episodes yesterday. I watched one episode on Friday night. And then I went okay. to sleep. But I got up. Jeremy Renner, Diane West, uh, Emma Laird, uh, Aiden Gillen is in it. If you don't know Aiden Gillen, Aiden Gillen was in is in Peaky Blinders. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, the uh, the dad from uh, from uh, the main guy from Friday Night Lights is in it. So right, a lot of lot of lot of people in here, man. Taylor Handley, I don't know if you know who that is. If you saw him, you'd know. Uh, no, so a lot, a lot of stuff. It was really good. It was uh, very uh, graphic and dark and drama and just I cannot recommend enough. So if you have access to Paramount Plus, do yourself a favor, check out Mayor of Kingstown. And the second that I I, I didn't look up anything, I didn't check anything out because I didn't know if I'd like it or whatever. It was phenomenal. The second I was done, I looked and I was like, because I was like, I feel like there's an opening for another season. I looked it up. The last episode was in January. Paramount Plus renewed it in February. So season two is coming. 
um, and uh, they've already started um, um, filming. So it should be here at the end of the year, maybe early 2023. But Mayor of Kingstown, it definitely gets the uh, savage. Oh, hell yeah. The 209 cosine, it got it. Well, it's got half of the two. It's got, it gets the 104 and a half cosine. <laughs> it gets your 209 cosine. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, uh, I'll just tell you this on IMDb, the rating is 8.2. That's really high. So that tells you how good it is. I just saw on uh, Netflix, speaking of Jeremy Renner, that, uh, that the Hurt Locker is on Netflix. And, you know, that's a movie, one of those ones that just got away from me. I've never seen that. And I saw, I watched the trailer for it on Netflix, and Anthony Mackie's in it, a.k.a. the Falcon, a.k.a. now the new Captain America. Um, I had a.k.a. No yeah. Papa Doc. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that guy. His real name is Clarence. That's right. The Clarence has really nice parents, and they got a real, real nice marriage. marriage. Yeah, that's it, man. That guy. Yeah, I didn't realize he was in that. And that's one of those movies, you know, uh, that it's been talked about and it got nominated for awards. And everybody said, I never heard a bad thing about The Hurt Locker from anybody. And I just never got around to watching it. So I saw it was on Netflix and I was like, man, I got to pop that up and watch it, man. It's it's one of those ones that just got Did you watch from- it? Not yet. I want to well, see Let me tell you something. Time. I've never yeah. seen The Hurt Locker either. Okay. It was one of those movies that was on my list. You know, and then it was it came out during that time where if you didn't catch it and then you didn't rent it, then you couldn't find it unless you bought it. And I wasn't going to buy it unless I knew. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I'll tell you what. Two things here. Okay. In the next next week or in the next one of the next couple episodes, I'm going to watch Gray Man because I haven't watched Gray Man yet. I've got to watch that. too. Fantastic things. Oh, you nasty gave it a massive, massive. uh, review said it was fantastic. He said, "This is this, and this is all the review I need to see." He's like, "I don't really go out of my way, you know, but like, it makes me see Ryan Gosling in a whole different light, which is quite a yeah, quite an accolade." So, dude, the Russo brothers directed it. It's got, you know, Captain America himself as one of the stars in it. You know, uh, what's his name, Chris uh, Chris Evans? I mean, yeah, I, I, you're same here. I've heard nothing but good things. I keep meaning to watch it. Um, I, I hit you up the other day and I was like, yo, man, uh, di- uh, Netflix is going for it right now because they also got um, the other one I keep meaning to watch and haven't is, uh, what's it, Drake's Fortune or Uncharted. They got the Uncharted movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland, which is not one I was going to go to the theater to see, but I definitely watch it on Netflix for so- sure. So in the next upcoming weeks, we're going to talk about The Gray Man. So if you haven't seen The Gray Man on Netflix, go peep it out because we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to get to the review you guys have been waiting 14 years for of The Hurt Locker. Yes, there you go. I know everyone's been on pins and needles. Like, I want to know what Sav and Bill think about The Hurt Locker. We're going to tell you. So that's coming. Hey, he's a 209 boy. You got to represent, right? Yeah. I mean, and it, you know, uh, people may have said that he's an asshole. I cannot confirm nor deny, but he is from the 209. Yes. Yeah, we did talk about the fact that you heard he was not... Uh, well, I knew his not, dad. Yeah, and okay. His dad was a sock cooker. Okay, got you. <laughs> and if it was up to me and I had a draft, I could tell you this right now, like I could yeah. only pick one, I'm taking Timothy Oliphant every day of the week. Dice, I like it. I'll take all the also from here. So, yeah, okay. From Modesto, went to Buyer High. What's interesting is Kevin Smith worked with him and said he's kind of a prick too. But he's so not I, a I but know. he's not a prick like here, like with people. Right? Yeah. I, he might know. be a prick in Hollywood. I don't know, and then that's yeah, fine. I like that's, I don't. That's what Kevin Smith said. Working with him wasn't wasn't. He worked with him twice. I've I've heard several people who know him have been around here. Like, and, and to be fair. You know me, Bill. There are yes. people who say Scott is an asshole. Yeah. Those people are wrong, but there are right. people that wrong. would say that. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wrong. Right. right. But so, so look, I try not to take too much of it, but I could like, you know how it is. Sometimes you can see people and you're like, man, that guy, I could see how people think your guy's an asshole. Yes. So, sure. Anyway. 
everybody has people that there's going to rub them the wrong way, but who knows? But yeah, dude. Okay. Hurt Locker. Uh, and so we got a homework assignment. The Hurt Locker. Everyone has a homework exi- uh, assignment except for, for sure. Oh, you nasty. Cause he already who handled saw? it. Uh, What's the name of the other one? The Hurt Locker and the I gray man. The gray man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah both and, on my list. And, and if you passed over it, cause you thought it was a documentary about the Dos Equis guy, that's not that movie. This is a different <laughs> not movie. Not that gray man. Yeah. That's a different oh, one. The other one that's on Netflix too, that, that I never saw that, that just missed my radar is men in black three is now on Netflix again. I think it was on there before, but it's back. Never saw it. And that's the one where Will Smith goes back in time to work with agent K when he's young and Agent K is played by um, the dude who's Thanos, who does the voice for Thanos. I can't remember his name now. Mm-hmm. But I always th- thought the trailer looked kind of interesting because he looked like he, that uh, Jeremy Brolin. Is it Brolin? Josh Brolin. Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Looks like he nails Tommy Lee Jones, uh, nails it as a young Tommy Lee Jones. And so you get, uh, you know, him and Will Smith going back and forth. It's K, it's just a younger K. And for some reason, he's got to go back and work with him to save the universe again. I never watched it because Men in Black 2 was so terrible. It was absolutely, I thought Men in Black 2 was god awful. The first one's a classic, in my opinion. Second one's terrible. So I bypassed the third one. But, you know, it, seeing trailers and stuff, I always wanted to watch it. So I'm going to try to get that one in as well. It's a lot of movies. but well, You go ahead and do that, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. Did you ever see Men in Black 3? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the one with Chris Hemsworth either because that was supposed to be terrible as well. So I, st- I stayed away from that one as well. But all right, we got some homework. We got some things to do. Our listeners got some things to do. And uh, we're going to have lots to talk about, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Wrapping up. Yes. Go check out the Oroville if you haven't. We will definitely want to know what you guys think. Uh, yes. Sav uh, highly recommends Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount+. Plus. If you get a <laughs> yep. chance, go check that bad boy out. Phenomenal. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Bill, uh, and then, then, like you said, we're going to talk about, uh, the gray man and Hurt right. Locker and Correct. maybe men in black three. Uh, yeah, I'll try to get to that too. We'll see, we'll see what I can do. And we'll yeah. kind of go from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, do me a favor and get us the heck up out of here, Bill. You got it. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Yeah. Have a good week, y'all. Peace.